0: everyone welcome back to get cute and happy almost leo season as a leo i am so excited to be really annoying on this podcast more so than i already am and the energy is just i'm living for it y'all i'm living for it so before we get into what this week's episode is going to be although you probably already know it from the podcast title. I just wanted to say thank you again to everybody that has uh, supported me through the sponsorships of this podcast. As you know, you will be hearing ads throughout this podcast now. Maybe in the future there may be more ads. Maybe I'll be switching out ads here or there. But I did want to let y'all know that thank you for purchasing anything through any of my sponsorship links it means the world to me because um, being paid for doing this podcast which is something I really really do enjoy helps support me in the podcast so much and will only take this podcast to greater heights so obviously if you love the podcast feel free to support me through those sponsors and then also feel free to leave me a five-star review on apple podcasts or wherever you are listening to this episode I've kind of been getting away from saying that, but now that uh, money is sort of on the line, I need to start saying that a lot more because uh, the comments and reviews do play into Apple Podcasts algorithm, which is what drives me up the charts and gets people to see me, which leads to more sponsorships, yada, yada, yada. You've heard it on all the other podcasts before, but that would be great of you to do. So this week's episode is going to be all about system and API design. The funny thing is, is that I just saw that Ladybug Podcast also has an episode out on system design this week, which is really cool. So after you listen to my episode, feel free to go on over to Ladybug Podcast and to check out their episode as well, because that's just really hilarious. And no, I have not listened to their episode yet because I didn't want to get any ideas. All of this is coming from my mind and from cracking the coding interview, okay? So... Leave it at that. Now this episode might be long, um, because there is a lot of information that goes into systems and API design, and um, it's a lot. It is a lot to condense and to get into, what, a 20 minute episode? Maybe 25, I'm not sure. Um, All I know is that API and system design is a very complex thing, and I'm going to be trying to break it down into what I can handle and how I approach them in interviews. So hopefully this is helpful for you. Now, going on to the resources, because this is very important, um, it's going to be me going through many, many system and API design interviews this week and over the past month and a half, and then also cracking the coding interview. Um, You'll also be hearing me refer to Cracking the Coding interview in this episode as CTCI, because honestly, while I love the book, the name is way too long for me to be repeating it, and sometimes it's hard for me to pronounce basic words most of the time in this podcast, so we're just going to try to keep it level. Oh, oh, I almost forgot. Um, In this episode, there also needs to be a disclaimer. I am going to cuss in this podcast, probably more than likely. Um, Sometimes I don't, but it needs to be here. If for some reason you don't find me cussing okay with you, then by all means, go ahead and unfollow, unsubscribe, uh, remove the episode from whatever device you're listening to it on because... I'm not going to be changing that for anybody, and I'm not expecting you to change how you feel for me. So let's just move along and get to the episode, shall we? Today's episode has been brought to you by Audible. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs, news, business, and self-development. I've been using it to reread Song of Ice and Fire by George R.R. Martin, and I'm so glad that I had the audiobook version to get through them this time instead of having to look down on my phone in a car on lunch breaks, a la seven years ago. Audible is giving Get Cute listeners a free 30-day trial and free audiobook. Yes, Just visit audibletrial.com forward slash get cute. Again, visit audibletrial.com forward slash get cute today for your free 30 day audible trial. Now, let's get back to the episode. Now, among myself and my friends, there's a lot of discourse surrounding cracking the coding interview. I personally think this thing is my interview bible um, if you focus on the areas that you absolutely need to. I wouldn't suggest rereading the entire thing before every single interview or before every t- single time period you need to uh, interview but if you just look up certain chapters and problems then you- you'll be absolutely fine. Of course there are other books that you can supplement for knowledge on things that Cracking the Coding Interview doesn't go in, in depth on but overall it is great. With that said, McDowell's brief but informative chapter on system design and scalability, um, just so you know it, it's chapter 9, which is 9 is my favorite number, so of course I'm going to love it anyway, just based on that. Um, it's a brief but informative chapter on system design and scalability. Absolutely helped me become more comfortable with system design and helped me with how to tackle API design as well, because that chapter actually doesn't go into API design. So here's the question. Why the hell do they, and they as in companies, want us to know system design anyway? Why do they give system design interviews? Aren't I a software engineer? And yeah, you know, I am. You are. However, the higher you get as a software engineer, senior and above usually, you are expected not only to know how to code, you need to know how to architect the system to correctly identify system failures and how to quickly and correctly alleviate said system failures if they occur. When you say it like that, it sounds really complex, but I'm going to keep repeating myself in this episode to say it is really complex. Because don't give yourself too much trouble if you don't get it immediately. I absolutely did not get this immediately. I've been studying on and off for, let's say, a year or so. So the fact that I'm just now comfortable comfortable enough now to actually do a podcast episode on this is telling you all that you need to know. This is the kind of stuff that I nerd out on a little bit because it gets into really cool things like security, databases, server construction, load balancing, throughputs, latency, all of the things that you should be thinking about when designing a system from scratch. As, As is mentioned in CTCI, the most important thing you need to remember for system and API design interviews is that there is no right or wrong answer. This is also a concept that I'm going to be repeating a lot in this episode. The interviewer wants you to drive the conversation and to see and hear your thought process. Now with the back and forth that happens in system and API design interviews, and what I mean by back and forth, and meaning the communication between you and the interviewer, it is important that you know how to take guidance from the interviewer as well because they are there to help you to get a workable design. You absolutely do not want to ignore your interviewer. Think of it as an actual working relationship. Think of the interviewer on your team and you're just talking through a problem. You, hopefully, you're not the type of person that's just going to ignore feedback from your coworker and keep going on one path, regardless of them kind of trying to tell you in a nice way that you're going down the wrong path. Don't be that person. We actually want you to get the job here. Let's focus on system design first. From the countless interviews that I have had for senior and above positions over the past month or so, I have compiled what the common themes were from those interviews. Of course, I can't tell you what questions I was specifically asked on these interviews for what companies, because NDAs and all that, but it will give you enough information to be able to tackle any problem thrown at you. For example, say that an interviewer asks you to design Twitter. That within itself is an extremely vague question since Twitter is a highly complex system with a lot of features and those features with a lot of methods to create an overall good user experience. From here, you'd want to break down the problem of design Twitter into the smallest pieces possible. Do you see how this is starting to become a theme throughout the entirety of the software engineering thing and generally complex problem solving in general, the whole wanting to break down large complex problems into smaller pieces? There's a theme. There's a reason why a lot of us think this way. And then start asking your interviewer very important questions. What features of Twitter would you like me to design? Are we sticking with the MVP, which would be sending tweets and viewing tweets on a timeline? You don't want to further complicate the problem, so it's best to stick to the bare bones so you don't have to spend too long trying to design your system. These interviews are typically 45 to 60 minutes long, so you really don't have that much time to get your view across. Also, asking questions about the specifics of the system will help you understand how many potential APIs you'll be working with and to further identify possible bottlenecks that your system might endure. When designing a system, I start from left to right. McDowell mentions NCTCI, the use of the whiteboard, but considering our current climate of in person interviews not happening, you're going to want to improvise. Knowing how to draw out a system. A diagram is must-have knowledge. You need to know what components a basic system is comprised of before you even think of designing one. Seems like an obvious thing to know but you would be surprised about how much people don't think of that when they come into wanting to practice for these interviews. You know for a fact that you're going to have users accessing the system. Is there some sort of firewall that you want to put between your users and the direct access of your servers that are going to be storing your APIs? Hint, there is, how many servers are you going to want your API to have? How many data stores will these servers with the API have access to? Are there any catching points within your system to make sure your system doesn't bottleneck? What sort of database will work the best with the system and what are the trade-offs between a SQL or a NoSQL database? Will your database be heavily read-only or will it be making writes as well? Will you have more than one database or multiple? This all might seem complex, and it is, but it is important that you think about these things when going through a system design interview. For people that already have work experience in an enterprise or any other professional setting, these things will come second nature to you. You can easily tie these concepts back to the application that you may have had to work support on. Now, I'm going to take these three points for system design directly from Cracking the Coding interview. But within the chapter, McDowell goes into a lot of more key points. But I found that focusing on these three key points within my interviews granted me the most success. The first key concept is horizontal versus vertical scaling. There's only two ways that a system can be scaled, vertically and horizontally. And I'm telling you right now that most of the time in my interviews, all of my solutions were horizontally scaled and that was the correct solution for the time as from cracking the coding interview horizontal scaling means increasing the number of nodes for example you might add additional servers thus decreasing the load on any one server now with the ease of cloud computing it makes it so much easy just to scale up some servers when you're hitting additional traffic The second thing is going to be a load balancer. Essentially a load balancer just makes sure that the load of your system is distributed evenly across all servers so that way it's not running on one server causing it to crash. In order to do this however, you do need to have cloned servers with the exact same access to data and the exact same code. And last but not least, caching. Caching is like the keyword of the software architecture gods, catching is such a fast way to speed up your system. What is catching, you ask? Caching is essentially just a key value pairing. So essentially, this is how it happens. Say you're on a website and you go to click on a tab that you've clicked on before. And in clicking on that tab, grabs a piece of information that you need. Essentially, your system will check the catch for the key to that piece of information. If the key exists, then it will just return the information from that catch versus having to make another API call to one of your APIs. If it doesn't exist, then of course, it will make the call to the API. And this is one of the easiest things to speed up your system, and it's really simple and straightforward. Today's episode is also brought to you by Grinding Coffee Co. Grinding Coffee Co. is a black LGBTQ plus affiliate and owned coffee business that is aimed at providing coffee to gamers and podcast hosts. Luckily, I'm both. Being black owned isn't even the best part. 50% of all company branded merchandise, including hats, mugs, t-shirts, etc. of the proceeds are directly donated toward a charity of their choice that is in need. They have a great selection of flavors and also have variety packs in case you can't figure out what beans to choose. Visit GrindingCoffee.co or click on the affiliate link in the show notes to use the code GETCUTE, which is G-I-T-C-U-T-E, to receive a percentage off your order. Put your money and coffee where your mouth is. Support black, LGBTQ plus affiliated and owned Grinding Coffee Co. Now back to the rest of the show. Typically when you and your interviewer are done going over the system design aspect and they're satisfied, they will tell you to deep dive into one or two of the APIs that you have specified within your system that you will need for the system to work, obviously. Sticking with the example of designing Twitter, let's say that we have simplified the process by saying that we are just going to focus on the feature of being able to see your friend's tweets in a timeline. Remember in this part to stay relatively high level when talking about the specs of your API. The important things to focus on in this interview are what objects is this API going to need and what object is this going to put out, the endpoints of the actual API, what parameters your endpoints are going to take, and how many endpoints will you need to complete what the interviewer is looking for. At this time, you're going to look back at your system design and see what other APIs you said you were going to need and if you're going to need the information from them as well for this specific feature. Don't be afraid to ask about possibly editing your system design if you find that you might need more information that you didn't initially specify. Also, don't be afraid to ask for clarification about the specs for this API. Again, this is an interview that is designed to be vague and they expect you to not only ask questions, but also to drive the conversation. The interviewer is there as a resource, but they are not going to hold your hand through the process. When it comes to defining endpoints and what those endpoints are going to do, the interviewer will probably start asking you questions that will lead you down the path towards your goal. Remember, there is no right or wrong answer, and they absolutely do not expect anything perfect because there is no such thing as perfect software anywhere. But they do want to make sure that you understand the business use case, how to scope the problem successfully, and if there are any trade-offs that your system design is going to have. As CTCI says, there is no perfect system also remember that when you're designing an endpoint you want to design under single responsibility you don't want your endpoint to do more than one thing this is where the highly favored java naming convention comes in name your endpoint exactly what it is going to be doing this will help you figure out what parameters you're going to need to get the result that you want an example say your endpoint is retrieve timeline tweets what parameters do you think you need in order to pass the list of tweets successfully perhaps a twitter user object maybe some sort of collection of friends that are tied to the twitter user but how would they be tied what sort of schema are we encountering in our database these are the type of questions you need to ask yourself and maybe the interviewer to get to a successful api design now, you don't need to go too heavy into any database schema unless the interviewer specifically asks you to, but you are going to want to know simple table structures and even joins, and maybe even an ID, because that will help you with your API design. Now, I can't say that I have encountered an API design interview where it started asking you framework specifics. Um, an example would be building out a MVC pattern for an endpoint in Spring without you know, Spring Boot and say, coder pad. So if you do encounter something like that, please email me or tweet me to let me know so I can warn with you and then also talk about how weird that is. I hope that overall this episode gives you some good ideas on how to approach system design and API design interviews. There is still a lot of information, so like I said, I highly suggest you pick up Cracking the Coding Interview if you don't already have that book in your large collection of programming books you probably already have but definitely pick it up and if i find any other system design or api design books that are relevant i will leave them in the show notes below and would you look at that i actually came in at 19 minutes hey it's not that long but it's still kind of long yay so as always if you like this episode please feel free to leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this podcast episode. It helps me out a lot, and it would be great for you to do that. Um, As always, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to email me me at thegetcutepodcast at gmail.com or go ahead and tweet at get cute podcasts. You can also follow me on my personal Twitter, which is at so-and-sos, but please don't tweet me any podcast stuff there, because usually I'm dealing with my own sort of thing on that account, and I kind of need to try to keep them separated just a little bit. Um, is there anything else that I need to talk about, or? Um, no, I think that's, I think that's it, which is so weird. Usually I have a lot of stuff I have to talk about here um yeah thank you so much for listening to this episode and uh i will see y'all next week bye